down to business. I got my wild cherry diet Pepsi, and uh, I got my blackjack gum here, and I got that feeling. Mm. Yeah, that familiar feeling that something rank is going down out there. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you, I make you laugh, I'm here to fucking amuse you. How the fuck am I funny? What the fuck is so funny about me? Tell me. Tell me what's funny. Brothers don't shake hands. Brothers gotta hug. Come out to the coast. We'll get together. Have a few laughs. Oh, you. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. You ever seen a grown man naked? Says, oh my god. I'm your Huckleberry. My advice to you is to start drinking heavily. Put that coffee down. Well, Lenny, this calls for the old Billy Barule. That's a huge bitch. The royal penis is clean, your highness. Hey, where are the white women at? It's over, Johnny. It's over! going on everybody it is saturday night it is hollywood hangout i am your host i am david richardson thank everybody appreciate everybody stopping on by however you're going to listen to this show greatly appreciated um before i get into anything i do want to uh give a quick shout out obviously not even a shout out but uh we uh Lost a big country star today, Mickey Gilly. Uh, I talked about Mickey Gilly back on the Urban Cowboy episode. Matter of fact, some of his music was on that. And he was kind of a uh, inspiration for the movie. Obviously, the bar Gillies was uh, in that movie and um, died today, 86 years old. So I did want to at least just uh, acknowledge that. And uh, rest in peace, Mickey Gilly. Like I said, it was huge for the country world at the time. And... Um, obviously, like I said, in that movie, uh, Urban Cowboy, which one of the earlier ones, you can find that over on Anchor. And uh, there you go for that. Wanted to definitely say that real quick. But it's going to be a good show tonight, most definitely. This is, um, I'm going to talk about a a guy who's more than an actor. He's an actor, voiceover, producer, um, pretty much jack of all trades. I mean, he's even been on soundtracks. Um, I'm going to be talking Keith David in just a little while. Uh, If you don't know him by name, you'll know his voice. The guy has, uh, I mean, and 
multi-time Emmy Award, uh, more than just Emmy Awards, many awards, voice acting awards. He's won a ton of awards in his career, and we're going to get into him. Um, as far as movies, uh, Keith David has a lot of movies under his belt. 347, to be honest with you, he did not have that many. Just last week when I started looking him up and announced this show, he had 333. I looked up again today, and it had jumped up 14 to 347. So this man already has more acting credits about to be to his name. Uh, announced, announced, pre-production, filming, post-production, you name it. We got 14 more of them over the last couple uh, days. 347 credits. So what I'm going to do when I get to the films, I am not going to go through every single film. Um, I know I do that sometimes. I, I know it's kind of lazy even, but what I'm going to do, I'm just going to kind of roll through, go through some of the bigger films, some of the films I've seen, and we're just going to kind of hit it that way, go kind of year, go up through the years, and some television shows that he's been on. Um, but there's no way I can go through all those movies. We'll be here all night. I've also got a few clips to play. Um, not very long. The longest one is about uh, about three and three and a half minutes. So we'll get through all those clips. I got a bunch of stuff to talk about with uh, with David uh, with Keith David. Oh my God, Keith David, David Keith. There's two of them. Um, David Keith was a different actor who played Elvis at one point in a movie called Heartbreak Hotel. Very good little movie. Um, anyway. Let's go ahead and, um, you know what, let's go ahead and get the plugs done. Let me go ahead and pull this up real quick, see if I've got something in here. I do. We can go ahead and play that. I'll knock out plugs real quick. I can hear my daughter screaming in the background. That's a good thing, I guess. Um, anyway, hi, Marks. That's right. Cheese Man Mojo and G Wiz. You guys should be checking them out Sunday nights, 830 p.m. Eastern Time on Mixler.com slash Metal Mitt Podcast Network. That's right. Definitely be checking out those guys. Also, Bobby Anthem and Bobby Blades. They are the Inhumans. They are on the Inhuman Experience. You should be already subscribed. And if you're not, you should be hanging your head in shame and barely able to walk outside. So start subscribing so you can leave your house. And also check out uh, everything Unscripted Wrestling Podcast. It's Eric. It's Doug. It's Daniel. And they can be found on all the usual podcast platforms. And if you want to go to Blog Talk, check them out. You can listen to them over there. And they are the EUP Network on Blog Talk Radio. And, of course, Stephen Milan sharing the show. He's over there reviewing films, too, on Letterboxd. BOXD.com slash Stephen Milan. Don't forget to check him out. Me and Smart back here Wednesday night, right around uh, 10, 15 p.m. Eastern time, right after uh, AEW goes off the air. We'll be talking wrestling on the wrestling outlet. So hopefully we will see you then. Wow. All right. So we can get rid of those. We can drop that music down. And uh, like I said, there's going to be there is a lot to get into with Keith David. Like I said, if you don't know just his name, you have heard him, you have seen him. I almost guarantee you have seen him. Let's just talk a little bit about some of the uh, accomplishments of Keith David. Like I said, he has tons of Emmys and um, he has Emmys. He's got other uh, things. Um, he's won. We've got four Emmys here, primetime Emmys. One for Jackie Robinson in 2016. He was the narrator of that. Another voiceover over performance, The War, from 2007. Um, another 
outstanding voiceover performance Emmy for him for Unforgivable Blackness, The Rise and Fall of Jack Johnson. And another outstanding nonfiction series was called Jazz. Um, and he was in, in uh, obviously, that was a nominee, but he was didn't win that one. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, but he was a nominee for many BTVA uh, television voice acting awards um, for tons of things. I mean, video games such as Saint Row, Mass Effect 3, um, Saints Row, sorry. Uh, TV series, he was in Young Justice for just one episode, and the guy was, <clears throat> and he was nominated for that. Um, he won for Mass Effect 3, the video game in 2012. Um, uh, that was for uh, Best Vocal Ensemble in a Video Game. He did win that one. So he has tons of accolades to his name, as he should. This guy has been um, around a very long time, been acting since 1977-79. Um, like I said, has producer credits. He has six things that he's produced. Um, 2004 was his first pr production. Uh, Creature Feature was a 50 Years of Gilman. He was the producer of that, The Inheritance. And he did another one in 2014. He did 60 Years of the Gilman, <laughs> 10 years later. Uh, Service to Man, he was the associate producer. Bewildered was a short. He was the executive producer in 2018. And just in 2020, something called Good. Uh, he was the uh, producer of that also. Uh, but he's been around since 1979. Uh, doing acting and stuff. Um, born June 1956. He's another guy who really not a lot to find on his uh, pre-acting career. But, I mean, he has been in films like, let's see, The Thing, Platoon, They Live, Roddy Piper movie, Dead Presidents, Armageddon, Barbershop, Something About Mary, um, Pitch Black. Love that movie. Uh, he was in all the Riddicks, actually. Um, up in the uh, first three Riddicks he was in. Uh, he did die in the third one. Second one. Second one, I think it might have been. No, technically the third one. One. I don't know. He died in one of them. Um, yeah, yeah. He was in Pitch Black and the Chronicles of Riddick. That's the one he passed away in. He died in that movie. Um, and he's been in a ton of things. Um and he also was uh, starring for a little while as uh, Bishop James Greenleaf, Greenleaf in the Oprah Winfrey Network drama Greenleaf. But his voice acting career has also been huge. Uh, like I said, he was um, yeah he was also a narrator in Muhammad Ali. Um, he was in the Halo series for those video games. He was Goliath on the Gargoyles. Um, he was. Uh, uh, Todd in Todd McFarlane's Spawn, he had a voice in there. Mortal Kombat 11, he was in that one. Princess and the Frog, uh, you so many movies he's uh, just lent his voice to. Coraline, and I mean even Rick and Morty, he played the president in Rick and Morty. So I mean, come on, the guy is a one of the national treasures when it comes to uh, you know all the acting and stuff. Now he did go to Juilliard which is a very big school for actors. And basically he is a classically trained actor, um, as that says right there. But um, he really likes doing, obviously he is more into the voice acting stuff. 
uh, obviously easier to do, but he does a lot of video games like Saints Row, uh, Saints Row 2, um, been in, like I said, all those video games. He's kind of just kind of really gone up to all those. But he's even done stuff for PBS, even as of 2004. Uh, he did a documentary, uh, Ancient Refuge in the Holy Land. Um, he's also done one called Crusades and Inside Mecca. He's done a lot also for PBS. And he's even done stuff for A&E, &E, National Geographic, um, he was the narrator for uh, National uh, National Geographic's comic book superheroes Unmasked. Um, I'm sorry, that was for the History Channel. Excuse me. And he also replaced Paul Winfield as the narrator um, uh, of uh, the A and E show City Confidential um, after he, Winfield died in 2004. Uh, definitely, just one of those guys that just. Love obviously loves acting to have this many credits to your name, whether it's voice acting, whether it's uh, on the big screen, television, whatever it is. He obviously loves acting and what he's doing. Um, also, in 1992, he actually got a Tony Award for Best Supporting Actor in a Musical Performance. He was in something called Jelly's Last Jam, uh, a little stage acting he's done. That's not all. He has actually done more stage acting than that. Um, he, uh, received raves for his, uh, Shakespeare work on stage in Central Park, New York, and he played, um, the lead as Floyd Schoolboy in Austin Wilson's Seven Guitars on Broadway, but, um, he actually acted along Whitney Houston, Cedric the Entertainer, and Samuel E. Wright in the 1995 Apollo revival of The Wiz. I like that movie. If you've never seen the original Wiz movie, it's really good. Diana Ross, Michael Jackson, Nipsey Russell, so many great actors in that movie, classic actors um, and musicians. Just a great movie. Definitely one you should, uh, you should check out, The Wiz, if you've ever seen that. But um, really the only thing I got from his personal life or things before the movies was he was married twice. He has one son from his first marriage. He has two daughters from his second marriage. Um, that's pretty much it. Besides everything else, not much told about his early life. But his acting career pretty much speaks for itself, and his voiceover career does too. Now, that's not all he does. Uh, acting, that's, he, like I said, he obviously loves what he does. If you go on Audible... There are a couple pages of books that are narrated by this man. Um, actually, uh, the book John Lewis, the politician John Lewis, who passed away, I believe, last year or the year before, um, has a book called Across the Bridge and narrated by Keith David. A Swim in the Pond, narrated by, oh my God, I mean, Felicia Rashad, Nick Offerman, Glenn Close, Keith David, Rain Wilson, B.D. Wong. Tons of people on that book right there, uh, but he is one of them. Um, Story of God and All of Us, a, a kind of a Bible, obviously a, a novel based on the epic TV ministries, the Bible. He was a uh, narrator for that, and it just keeps going. Martin Luther King Jr. on Leadership, another one he was a narrator of. Uh, James Patterson's Pop Goes the Weasel, another narration. So if you do want to check out more 
by Keith David. You just want to hear his voice and you're interested in some of the books, check out Audible. Um, he's uh, got two, two pages full of stuff that he has narrated. Um, and it's not all religious. There's uh, something that's called The Tale of Greek Heroes on there that he narrated. Another James Patterson, Cat and Mouse, seems to have narrated a lot for James Patterson. Um, another book called Roses of Red that he narrated. So, and I I actually just kind of got into Audible. Um, I know it's been out there forever. I just kind of got into it a few weeks ago. Um, started downloading a couple of uh, audio books for myself. Um, one of them is actually, I talked about him a couple weeks ago, Mike Sexton's book. Uh, the uh, was He was the commentator of WPT up until 2020 when he passed away. And uh, I bought his, I, I, my wife a few couple of years ago gave me 12 credits for Audible. I never used them. So I started downloading some poker books and a few other things on my, a couple other books that I, I enjoy. And um, I've been listening to them. Pretty cool. It's actually pretty cool. Um, and I like that Mike Sexton actually is narrating his own book. Like I said, he's got a great voice also, but uh, Mike Sexton has nothing to do with this. So anyhow. But um, I, just so much I could get into with, uh, with Keith David here. But um, here's what I'll do. Let me play a couple of clips. We'll talk some movies. Because I do have some clips that have nothing to do with movies at all. Um, I've got, I mean, I've got some things that I can just play that are kind of some interviews with them. And uh, things like that. Matter of fact, I have an interview here I'll play. And this is from, if you remember, I was talking about on the Oprah Winfrey Network. He was a part of the show called Greenleaf. Um, here's a quick little interview. Uh, if it's uh, not that good, I'll stop it. But here we go. Let me go ahead and play this. All right. It seems I have no volume for this for some reason, and I know why. Okay. This is on, uh, I don't know what show this is. The Real. This is on The Real. And we should have volume now. Sorry about that, everybody. Welcome, Pete. Welcome, welcome, welcome. welcome. Well, okay, thank so you. you've been an actor for over 40 years. Oh. That's amazing. Yes. When did you first fall in love with performing? Oh, in the fifth grade, I played the Cowardly Lion in the. Ooh. Oh, I'll never forget. Oh, wow. <laughs> that was my first. That was my first uh, part. Uh -huh. And, you know, I love The Wizard of Oz, and, got, and having to get to play the lion was great, because I'm a lion kind of guy, you know. Yeah. Oh, I see. Oh. Lovely. <laughs> well, you were also on Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What was that audition like? I'll stop right there. He was. He was Keith the Handyman on, um, on that show right there, on uh, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Did nine episodes. Uh, pretty much all the episodes were in 1980. Uh, five. He did three episodes in 1983, and then came back in 1985 and did six more episodes. So there you go. Five more episodes, sorry. And um, there you go. So that was actually, did want to mention that as we were going through, and here we go. Do you remember? I didn't have to audition. I was, I was doing a Midsummer Night's Dream in Pittsburgh, uh -huh. and somebody offered me a job. Oh, know? wow. So, I'm, you know, I got to go and meet Mr. Rogers. It was a, a fantastic time. I had a friend 
who had, uh, I guess you'd call him autistic. In those days, he was hyperactive or whatever you call it. Right. And uh, when Mr. Rogers would come on, he was absolutely riveted to the television set. And if you came in, if we came in talking, say, hey, Brian, do you want some? Mr. Rogers. <laughs> and he would, he would be just absolutely glued to the board. And it was, uh, it was, it was kind of wonderful because it was the only time during the day where he would be absolutely calm. Wow. And when I talked to Mr. Rogers, I, you know, I hadn't known beforehand, he was a Presbyterian minister. Oh. And his ministry was to children mm-hmm. of that age. Oh, wow. Mr. Rogers is that for so many children. Yeah. For so many kids. Now, just listening to you talk, I'm like, I could hear you talk for hours. You are known for your voice. So is it true that you can also sing? I do that. (laughs) I told y'all he was on a soundtrack or two. Um, So here you go. Let's see what he says here. Okay. Well, Well, can you sing a little something for us? Oh, Danny boy, the pipes, the pipes are calling. Oh, wow. From Glen to Glen and down the mountainside. Wow. I can hear you soothing. You, well, you need to have, have you ever done an album? No. I haven't done it yet, but, you know, we're getting there. Yes, okay. you have. Right. <laughs> that is I'm a beautiful actually, I'm actually right now, I'm working on a show called... Too Marvelous for Words, which is a tribute to Nat Cole. I'm doing that. Wow. Oh, I could tell. Yeah. I'm also, I'm also working on a, a, a show about Joe Williams. Uh, it, is, it is my, um, it's my dedication. I mean, to, you know, there's a, there's a lot of shoulders that I stand on. Right. Certainly okay. as a performer sure. as a, and, and as a singer. And Nat Cole and Joe Williams are two of that my great. That is great. great. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Right. can't wait for that. All right, so there you go. Very, very intelligent speaker. Obviously, if you it, it, you know that voice by now, if you're listening to this show, uh, that should be like, oh, that guy. Yeah, that's who we're talking about tonight. Um, like I said, tons of movies that uh, we're going to get into tonight. Um, yeah, probably going to, you know what I am? Not probably, I am going to play another clip before we uh, keep rolling here. And um, just kind of playing a clip to get uh, get a little break up in the monotony of everything. Um, I thought I had one more here, and I do. This is on the many voices. I've been talking about his voice acting. Um, I'll be honest, I'm, I'm very intrigued by voice acting because I've been told a few times I should actually do some. Um, I've been told I have a good voice. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But uh, I do this, so... This is always fun. I've, I've done small things for some friends around, you know, here and there, but uh, nothing big. But um, I would love to do it, to be honest with you. I, w- I wish I could, to be honest with you. But uh, this is just a quick one-minute video. This is just going to be all the voices of uh, David Keith uh, and, and David Keith doing voices. And I'll give you the voices as we go through. I don't think... Adam President, I'm President of America, which is basically the world, but... You didn't hear it from me. All right, so hold on. That's the voice from Rick and Morty. Let me back that up. Let me start that again. All right, here we go. Madam Presidentress, I'm President of America, which is basically the world, but you didn't hear it from me. His name... Bojack Horseman. ...is Todd Shevers. He's the most given man the world has ever known. My friend's trust is not the issue today, Spark. Halo 2. Luck. It is my trust you must earn. No. 
I'm not the other anything. Coraline. I'm me. You can keep your fucking pride and die right now, or you can be a man and walk away. Saints Row, and this is Gargoyles. My kind have no names, but you humans call me Goliath. You don't have Call of Duty. End up hitting the damn thing and it makes you look like an ass. Is this how you put Spawn? Protect and serve. Who made you God, little man? Not that gun. Not that uniform. Nothing. I got voodoo. Princess and the Frog. I got hoodoo. I got things I ain't even tried. And I got friends on the other side. <laughs> that was great. So there you go. Just a little bit of some of the voices he's done right there. Um, and obviously an incredible voice actor as well as just actor in his own right. Um, you can tell even when he speaks, he has that kind of very classically trained actor uh, just the pose, the voice, but a very, very, very good actor and obviously voice actor. Um, I guess we'll start getting into a few of the movies. I'll play some clips as we go through the movies um, and stuff like that. Um, first movie I've never seen before uh, is Disco Godfather. He was uncredited in that movie. Um couple other movies he did in 1979, 1980. He did The Thing, though, in 1982. That was actually a pretty good movie, one of those horror movies that people, I mean, today, that people still talk about that movie today as one of the great horror movies. So he was in The Thing. Um, the Whoopi Boys, never seen that. And then came, in 1986, uh, he got a role in the movie Platoon. Another huge, huge, huge movie. Uh, war movies are all, always big, always do well, um, especially war movies about Vietnam. But this was an incredible movie. This was basically just kind of telling the tale of uh, a few, uh, some recruits going through. He finds himself in a battle with one of the sergeants, and it's Willem Dafoe. It's Tom Berenger. It's Charlie Sheen. It's Keith David, Forrest Whitaker, Kevin Dillon. John C. McGinley is in this movie. Uh, and, I mean, it just keeps going and going and going. You just, there's so many actors. Uh, Tony Todd is in this movie, the guy, the Candyman. That's where, mostly where you guys are going to know him as. Um, even Johnny Depp is very young in this movie. And I know Johnny Depp's a, a, kind of a touchy subject right now. But um, let me just say both of them are trash. And, my God, they are fire and fucking fuel. They should not be together. Neither one of them should be in a relationship ever again, if you ask me. But um, this was a big movie, and obviously a big movie for him since he was in it. But, I mean, you just heard me mention some big stars, heavy hitters in the, you know, I mean, Charlie Sheen, Willem Dafoe, uh, Tom Berenger, Forrest Whitaker, um, tons of people, and Johnny Depp. But uh, he was in good company, obviously, with this movie, uh, Keith David, and um, was a great movie. Definitely one. Matter of fact, I believe you can find it right now if you look on Amazon. I think it's on one of the uh, one of the streaming services. So, um, let's check that out. Uh, you know what? Let me try to quiet my family down real quick. Well, it doesn't look like you guys can hear them coming through, so I'm going to keep going. I'm just going to go ahead and keep going. It doesn't look like y'all can hear them coming through, so let's hope you can't. Um, did a few things going on through the years. Uh, 1987, 88. 
88 was a big year for him. He actually did, uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight different, nine different things. And uh, he did They Live. Obviously, They Live, another uh, action horror movie, I guess you could call it, action horror, sci-fi. We had Roddy Piper in this bad boy, Uh, Meg Foster, Um, uh, Peter Jason. I forgot he was in that movie. Been a long time since I've seen this movie, but uh, was a great, great little flick. Like I said, action, horror, sci-fi. But uh, Keith David, another, just like I said, another one of this movie who, right movie. Looks like he, he chose a lot of good movies, obviously, to do in his early career that he was tied into some really, really big, um, big actors. And, you know, obviously, Piper with the wrestling thing, you know, wrestling, uh, tie-in also there. Um, now, this was his first voice he did for a TV movie. He was the voice of a saxophone. It was in Christmas in Tattertown. This was back in 1988 also. Um, and then we just kind of kept going and kept going. Now, I did talk about him just a few weeks ago in a 1989 movie. We talked about Roadhouse. He plays Ernie. He's a bartender. You see him like one time, and that's it. That's pretty much it right there. Uh, but he was in Roadhouse. Now, me and Anthony talked about uh, him also. 1990, he did a little movie once again with Charlie Sheen, except this one had Charlie Sheen and Emilio Estevez, Men at Work. Now, I am going to go ahead and play uh, the scene for Men at Work. It's about three and a half minutes, which will give me a nice little break. I'll go tell everyone to quiet down during that. Um but uh, that I will go ahead and do. Let me do that right there. And um, all right, let me go ahead and play this minute work clip real quick, and we'll uh, we'll keep it going from there, folks. Well, well, well. Look who we got here. I am in no mood for this right now, Mike. Just write up the ticket so we can all get on with our lives. Well, I might not be able to let you off so easy there, Jimbo. See, you were doing 65 into 35, and you ran a red light. That's reckless driving, as far as I'm concerned. Who else you got in there with you, Jimbo? Huh? Uh, uh... What the hell is going on in here? You're, uh, you're never going to believe this, Mike. I, we, uh, (laughs) I'm totally flattering. I can't even come up with a good lie. (laughs) What I tell you, James, I knew you were crooked. And I knew I'd catch up to you sooner or later. All right, everybody, out of the vehicle right now. Don't do it! Don't Don't shoot! Don't shoot! Don't shoot! Don't shoot! shoot. Please don't shoot! Yeah, cop. I know you, man. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, we got us another crazy nigga here with a gun. Well, let me tell you something. Human life means very little to me at this point in time. You see, I thrive on misery. In the jungle, misery's all you got. But things are different back here in the world. Also, they seem... Nobody wants to talk about pain and suffering. Everybody wants everything to be nice and civil. Well, okay then. 
Let's be nice. Let's be civil. And let's drop those guns before I pull this trigger and change the way you feel about me. Will the officer to the rear of the truck kindly drop his revolver as well? <laughs> you know, you cops must really think I'm as dumb as you look. Now, don't you know that when a flashlight hits the cement, it makes a completely different sound than a revolver? Let's be good boys and do exactly as I say. Okay, now, I want Mr. Sneaky Man to come around and join his partner, Mr. Bonehead. All right, that's pretty much it. They do end up tying up the police. Um, and again, if you guys want to check out that episode, me and Anthony did that. Pretty early episode, but uh, me and Anthony did talk about Men at Work. Um, great movie. Great movie. I, I always like seeing Charlie Sheen and his brother Emilio together. They're really good together in movies. But um, anyway, that was one of the scenes from there. Once again, just the guy's voice, the, it, just a great actor, a great voice. Um, and we got plenty, plenty more clips to kind of just play as they uh, go through. Now, I missed a clip. I wanted to play a clip from They Live. This isn't actually a clip from They Live. This is actually David Keith talking about he was basically homeless when they were filming this movie. So here we go. I don't want to get too far past it. So here we go. Shout Factory TV, changing the channel. Sorry, folks, didn't know that was in there. I don't like nobody following me unless I know why. Well, I don't join up with him until I see where he's going. Okay, this is actually the scene, but uh, I think he might talk about it in here. Here. John called me up and he said, listen, I wrote this character and I, you know, I have you in mind and uh, I'm going to send it to you. And he wanted to make sure that you know, it wasn't stereotypical in any way. And, I, and when I read it, I guess I kind of understood what he meant by that. But I, I loved the story. And what, what attracted me to the part was Frank was, a, you know, I had, at that time, I think I had recently done some, uh, some stuff with the Homeless Foundation. But any one of us in this country given a serious illness or an extended layoff, can become homeless. And there's always been a, a, a section of the society that are the working homeless. These are people who have jobs, but they can't afford housing, car, food, and all the things that we take generally for granted. So something has to be sacrificed. So, you know, Frank was one of those working homeless guys who would get a job, He'd, you know, live in a shanty town or a hotel room here and there when he could get one and send the money home to his family. I don't think that that story is as rare as we'd like to think it is. I mean, there are a lot of people who live like that. The name of the game is make it through life. Only everyone's out for themselves and looking to do you in at the same time. All right. I, little, little, little misunderstanding of that clip there from me. From me, not from you guys. And yes, Derek, I am talking Keith David. Um... I've been talking Keith David for the past 40 minutes. Where the fuck you been? Uh, <laughs> I mean, come on, man. All right. Let me keep going here, though. So that was from They Live. Um, again, I didn't want to get too far past it, but we have way plenty more clips to play and plenty more movies to get into. Like I said, I'm, and once again, I'm just kind of going through some of the movies I've seen. I, I can't go through 347 movies. We don't have time for that shit. But here's a movie I've definitely seen. 
I've talked about it. This is marked for death. Uh, he was in this movie with Steven Seagal. Pretty much any movie you do, you did back in the uh, 80s, late 80s, early 90s, you were definitely going to be, uh, especially if it was with Steven Seagal, it was going to be a big movie. Now, March for Death was a really, really, I like this movie a lot. <clears throat> uh, he plays this retired DEA agent, and he's uh, trying to hunt down and take out this J- Jamaican drug posse. Um, and they've targeted him and his family for murder. He's been marked for death, as it says. Uh, Steven Seagal, Basil Wallace, who's played a ton of different um, actors, uh, a ton of different characters in many, many movies. Um, not too many giant actors in this movie, but it was a Steven Seagal movie. Uh, oh, well, Kevin Kevin Dunn is in this movie. Not that Kevin Dunn, not the wrestling one, the other one. Uh, Danny Trejo. Come on, you gotta have Danny Trejo in a fucking in a movie like this. It's marked for death. You gotta have Danny Trejo somewhere in it, and he is obviously not not a big part in it, but he's in it. Um, and Keith David was a was basically Seagal's sidekick in this movie, so he had a very big part in this movie. Um, and uh, he kept going through 1990. Um, he did a, a, a TV series, a couple TV series actually in 1990. And then we kind of go up to 91. He had a couple more TV series, did another voice for something called Three by Three Eyes. Um, And uh, we go up. um, He actually did. uh, He played King Oliver in the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles, which was a TV series that didn't last uh, that long. But um, I think Dirk Dirk said he went to the theater to see. uh, I believe it was uh, marked for death when we were talking about that. but uh, let's keep going here. 1993, another g- good year for him. He did, you know, one, two, three, four, five different things. Mostly TV in this year, 1993. He had a TV series, another TV series, a TV movie, a TV movie, and another TV series he was uh, he was in. Um, and then he was in Reality Bites. I don't know if anybody remembers that movie from 1994. Um, pretty good little movie. Just one of those kind of... It was basically a documentary filmmaker. And they just kind of went around life after college looking for work, all kinds of stuff. And it was all basically in Houston. But it was Winona Ryder, Ethan Hawke, Janine Garofalo, Steven, Steve Zane. Ben Ben Stiller was in this movie. Um, Renee Zellweger, John Mahoney, another huge cast was in this movie, uh, which is, an, again, he just... He, it was always him just sitting in in there, but not that he was in the background with these people, but he was definitely in a lot of big movies on his way up the uh, up the ladder to where he is now. Basically, just a it just it, an absolute workhorse. I called him the other night, and he is absolutely a workhorse when it comes to uh, movies and TV and all that stuff. Right there, uh, already talked about Men at Work. Even played a clip from it, Dirk. You came in right after. Um, Sorry about that, but you did. Um, now, we did play the voice of Goliath. That was up in 1985, the Gargoyles movie, The Heroes Awaken. That was a little video that he did. Um, and he was in Clockers. I forgot about that. But he was also in 1995, Dead Presidents. Completely forgot he was in this movie. This was another excellent, excellent movie. Um, Vietnam vet tries to adjust to life coming back and back to, you know, supporting his family. And, 
I mean, another movie with a ton of big actors. Uh, Larence Tate, Keith David, obviously, Chris Tucker, um, and just a ton more actors. Uh, Clifton Powell, uh, Terrence Howard. My God, I forgot how many actors were in this movie. Bokeem Woodbine. Even Sticky Fingers was in this. But um, yeah, this was a, another excellent movie to uh, to check out. And Keith David was right up there in it. Played uh, Kirby. Um Definitely a movie to be checking out, though. Uh, all right, let's keep going here a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. After that, now, again, he kept doing narr- he kept doing some narrating stuff. Even in 1995, he was doing some narrating things right there. He was actually in a thing called Yellowstone, Realm of the Coyote, which was a little video. But um, like I said, in that TV series, Gargoyles, he was... Obviously, the Goliath voice and was in 61 episodes. So, And I also forgot he was a reverend in New York Undercover. I completely forgot about that. I, that show wasn't very long of a lasting TV show, but it was a really good show. really only lasted from 94 to 99, um, 89 episodes, which isn't that long for a TV show. But it was a really good show, and I really... It was a start for a few people, especially Michael DeLorenzo. It was a big start, starting place for him in his career. Um, but uh, great little TV show there. And I forgot he was in a couple episodes as a priest. He has that appearance about him anyway. He kind of looks like the kind of guy that would be a priest in a lot of movies. So there you go. It was in the movie Volcano um, in 1990. We're going up to 97 already. This was a Tommy Lee Jones movie. I enjoyed this movie. Now, he didn't have a huge part in this, Keith David, but um, it was Tommy Lee Jones, it was Anne Hayes, it was Don Cheadle, uh, but Keith David played a lieutenant in this movie. Not the hugest part in the world, but he was definitely in this movie, and I like this movie. It's actually a very, very good movie. You give me almost anything with Tommy Lee Jones, and I'm going to watch it. I think Tommy Lee Jones is one of the one of the greatest action stars of the early days out there, especially the 90s and the even the early 2000s. I think Tommy Lee Jones is amazing. You give me anything with Tommy Lee Jones, I'm going to watch it. But this movie's pretty cool. It's uh, basically a volcano starts erupting in the middle of uh, middle of California. Doesn't surprise me. What else? I mean, anything can happen in California, right? So <laughs> there you go, volcano. Executive Target. Uh, this was... Hard to call this one uh, a great movie, but it was definitely a decent movie. It had Michael uh, Madsen in it, Angie Everhart. Wasn't a not a great little movie, but a decent movie. It was basically a stunt driver heading for prison. Uh, He was on a small charge. Um, And then he basically is going to be freed if he does this stuff for all these gang people and there's all kinds of plots to uh, to kidnap a president and from a from a motorcycle gang it's a pretty crazy movie it's, but it's not that good but i've seen it unfortunately um couple more things we got another video game here he was in fallout a post nuclear role playing video game uh, now, here's one that I f- didn't even realize he was in. Don King, only in America. He was in uh, Herbert uh, Herbert Muhammad. He played in that movie, which I believe was another boxing promoter. Um, 
I used to drive by every day right off 95 in Deerfield Beach, Highway I-95. I used to look over to the left on my way to work, and I would see a big sign, only in America. That was Don King's little, uh, little headquarters right there. Used to drive by it every morning on my way to work. Um, also, 1997, Todd McFarlane Spawn, the video. Um, matter of fact, here we go. Another clip. This is Spawn lecturing a bad cop. Come on, you worthless cocksucker! Try to blow me up, you son of a bitch! <sighs> Obviously, this was the cartoon. There's one you put. Uh, that's why it's a voice. He was doing the cartoon. Here we go. Come on! Where is he? What you talking about? Where's who? Listen, asshole, I'm not in the fucking mood. Huh? Preach your friend. He was dragging a boy. I, I can't help you. I, I didn't see any. I swear to God, I, I don't know nothing. Please. I told you I want some goddamn answers and I want them right now. Ah. Is this how you protect and serve? Oh, shit. I clocked him. I know it. Back off, shitface. I'll do your pal. So unintentionally, I got the exact same clip that we just played from the other clip that we played, but it's pretty cool that we heard the exact clip from the other clip we played. I just confused myself. This is why I shouldn't smoke pot during the show, but I do. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I just thought it was great that we played the clip that we just literally, he did the little impression of. I thought that was pretty cool. But um, all right, let's here we go. And you know what? I believe I have the Manny the Gargoyle. This says DuckTales. Uh, I was talking about the Gargoyle. It's only 20 seconds. Go ahead and play this. I swore I would never do this again. Hold this for me. Again, again, <laughs> God, this guy is great. You know what? It was funny. Jamie Foxx said that there's that uh, uh, Dave Chappelle was a national treasure and they have to protect him. This is a guy we should, this guy too. This guy is a national treasure we need to most definitely protect. Um, so anyway, he also was in Armageddon, if you guys remember 1998, a huge movie with uh, Bruce Willis, uh, Liv Tyler. My God, let me pull this movie up real quick so I don't miss anybody here. Bruce Willis, Billy Bob Thornton, Ben Affleck, Liv Tyler, Steve Buscemi. Go check that one out. I did that one a couple of months ago. Owen Wilson, William Fitchner, who's been in a ton of things. 
Fox, Will Patton, ton of things, Michael Clark Duncan, rest in peace, Michael Clark Duncan, um, and, a, and Keith David, obviously. Now, he was a general, General Kimsey in this movie. Decent, uh, decent role in this movie, but my God, this was another just absolute gigantic movie. Bruce Willis was absolutely on fire during this time. Ben Affleck was on fire during this time. Billy Bob Thornton was definitely on fire during this time. Liv Tyler was just kind of getting her acting chops going. I mean, this was just an incredible movie. Owen Wilson was up and coming at this time, just really getting popular. Just so many big, big names in this movie. And it really was a great movie, obviously. Um, I'm sure you've seen this one by now. Um, and you know, they're going after an asteroid and the trying to drill through it. And this, you know, shitty little team of, you know, uh, ne'er-do-wells basically are, uh, going up there to drill with NASA. So it's a really good movie. Obviously, if you haven't seen it, I'm kind of wondering where you've been since 1998, to be honest with you. I know some of you are going to say I wasn't even born yet. Now, he played Mary's dad in the movie Something About Mary. We're still in 1998. He played Mary's dad. A hilarious role for him. Once again, he was uh, with Ben Stiller in this movie and Cameron Diaz. This was another just a really funny movie. Um, matter of fact, this is on Amazon or Hulu, I believe. You can watch this on. But um, this is just another great funny movie. And he plays such a funny role. I love that he's kind of fucking with... Um, uh, he he kind of fucks with Ben Stiller, and then he, she said, he, I remember, "What was it? No, she already went to the movie uh, to the dance with a guy named Woogie." <laughs> and I'm just kidding. Get in here. Great fucking guy. Great fucking role. Great movie. Um, 1998. We talked about Spawn a little bit. We're gonna keep going up a little bit. Lots of Spawn TV series stuff. Um, and we're gonna keep going up. Matter of fact, we're gonna go right up to Pitch Black. I had mentioned Pitch Black. We're going up to the year two thousand. We're gonna skip a few years. Um, right into Pitch Black. Now, Pitch Black is a movie I like. I I really like this whole series. To be honest with you, I like um, I like the whole Riddick series. Um, I've got them all. I I do enjoy watching every single one of these movies. Um, this one though had Cole Hauser, who is from um. Days and Confused, me and Anthony talked about that. Well, I talked about it mostly. Anthony fell asleep. <laughs> I can't let him live that down. I never will. Uh, Vin Diesel as Riddick in this movie. Um, just a ton of great, not a bunch of well-known actors, but really turned out to be a really, really good movie. Now, Vin Diesel ended up kind of producing the last one. He really couldn't get anything for it. So they he decided to uh, kind of just go ahead and throw his money into it and basically paid for the movie to to be be put out and everything. Um, but uh, good movie right there, Pitch Black. And like I said, that whole little franchise is a pretty good 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 one right there. The whole uh, Riddick series. And I need another beer, folks. I'm going to put this on the windowsill, and I'm going to grab a beer. Um, now, going to get to another movie. That I enjoy watching. Matter of fact, this is one I don't care where I'm at. If I see it, if I happen to find it, I usually stop and I will watch it. It is, you can find it right now to watch on one of the streaming services. I'm cracking my beer. Excuse me, folks. And it is The Replacements. 
I've talked about this movie a little bit before. One night I need to actually go ahead and do this. I, I've said before, I am not a sports fan at all. Do not really like watching sports. Um, but for some reason, I am a huge fan of sports movies. I absolutely love watching sports movies. Remember the Titans. I fucking love it. Um, this movie, I love it. Uh, Unnecessary Roughness. Love it. Uh, um Varsity Blues, great movie. Blue uh, Blue Chips, Nick Nolte, awesome movie. I don't know why. Don't like sports, love sports movies. I can't even explain to you why it works that way, but it is. Um, for some reason, I just enjoy sports movies. This is another great little uh, little sports movie here. You got Keanu Reeves in it, awesome dude. Gene Hackman, Orlando Jones. Uh, Troy Winbush, John Favreau. There's one guy I need to definitely focus on one night. John Favreau has a crazy little career. Um, and uh, Michael Jace, also in this movie. We don't need to uh, bring up Michael Jace at all, I guess. But um, he's also... Actually, we've talked about Michael Jace a couple of times on this show. Uh, but uh, anyway... This is a great movie. It's so good. Uh, Keanu Reeves actually played so good. He was actually offered a contract, like to try out, or not not a contract. He was offered a tryout for, I believe, the same team, the Washington Sentinels, um, when this movie was filming. That's how good this guy is at acting and doing everything he does. He gets into these roles, obviously, but uh, this is a really good. It's more of a comedy. Um, movie is actually pretty much is a comedy movie. Got a few serious parts, kind of a comedy. It's kind of a love story. It's a bit of a rom-com. Um, so you kind of call it a few things, but, uh, during a pro football strike, the owners, they hire substitute players, but, um, Keith David plays a great role in here. He's one of the, he seems like he's one of the, it's almost like he's one of the teamsters. Um, he plays this high powered, um, guy, that's with uh, when the football players go on strike, he's with the football players, kind of making them go on strike. And uh, just a really funny part, not in this movie a ton, but when he's in it, he, uh, what's that saying that I mean, Anthony maximizes his minutes in this movie as usual. You immediately know it's, it's Keith David as soon as you hear him in this movie. So, but I, I, I still don't understand why I just absolutely love sports movies. And I just hate watching sports. I don't get it. Um, let's see here. Did a few more uh, things. Obviously, a TV. he was in one episode of Law and Order. I don't think anybody got through the 20 years of Law and Order without doing a couple episodes of it. Um, and that was in the year 2001. And we're going to go a little bit more through 2001. We're going to go right into 2002. And we are going to talk about Lester Wallace from Barbershop. Another excellent movie. I This is another series. I love all the franchise. Now, it looks like I'm offline. I apologize. You guys are probably getting... Here, give me a second here, everybody. You guys are probably getting... It should still be recording, but you guys are probably getting live, not hearing much right now. So I apologize for that. Hopefully, we're going to restart in just a few seconds here. Uh yeah, it looks like it's about to restart. Tell you what, uh, for the live people, I apologize, but um, we are definitely still recording 
So I'm going to keep going. You know what? We take a quick break. I'll take a quick break till it reconnects and we'll uh, we'll jump right back on here. So tell you what, let's take a quick break here. I've got the clip from Barbershop when we come back and we will uh, we will get into that. So here we go real quick. I'll be back. All right, folks, sorry about that. I My internet went out for a little bit there, so those live didn't hear anything. Uh, I went ahead and played some music till the internet connected again, and it did. Um, I don't know if any of you live heard my... I was talking about Barbershop. I'm not quite sure when the internet went out because I, uh, I had the webpage loaded up here. But um, I was just about to start talking about Barbershop from 2002 where he played Lester Wallace. And that's when I decided to go ahead and take a break real quick while the internet was reloading. But uh, I've got a clip here of him in Barbershop as Calvin is selling the Barbershop. Clip's about, let me see here. It is not that long. About two minutes, 41 seconds. Let's go ahead and let it roll. Intro My here. name is Keith David, and uh, I play Sweet Tea. Oh. You know who I am? I'm sorry, I clicked the wrong one. Excuse me. You know, Calvin, I'm glad you called me back, man. I'm beginning to think that you don't like old Lester. Heard you just bought Big Carl's auto shop, left everything the same. Was hoping you'd do the same thing here. I told you, I'm a man of my word. You know, Calvin, if you can't make the payments, you're going to lose the shop and have nothing. Or if you sell it to me, you make sure that the sign outside on that window always says barbershop. I can live with that. Now, now if you take this money, that's uh, as good as a contract. I wouldn't want to have any uh, misappropriations going on. Yeah, me neither. You know, I made your father the same offer, but he turned it down. But you're a better businessman. You got vision. 20G, that's your buyout. I'll take over the payments from the bank as we discussed. And uh, I'll get the paperwork to you next week. Are you sure you're gonna keep the barbershop open, right? Look, I'm a businessman. And a barbershop ain't exactly a cash cow. So I'm gonna turn it into a gentleman's club. Wait a minute, wait a minute. That's not what we discussed, Mr. Wallace. Now you told me that the sign outside would always say barbershop. Oh, it will. Oh, well, it's gonna be called the barbershop. I'm gonna keep that same theme going. You know, the girls dressed up like little barbers, and uh, you can come in and they'll give you a trim, and you can get some trim. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, Mr. Wallace. Mr. Wallace, you have a nice day. So there you go. As I was saying before my internet went out, I love this whole little franchise of the whole barbershop films. I like uh, all three of them. There's three of them. Yeah, there's three of them. To me, they're all great. I think these are really good movies. I think um, Ice Cube is uh, pretty talented when it comes to writing these movies in a Friday in these movies. But um, I really like these also in the Friday movies. But these right here, I really like the stories he told in these movies. And I'll Tell you that third one got a little flack, not being great. No, I wasn't the. I actually like the third one. I do. I really do. I actually like the third one. But then again, I like Rocky Five. I think that's actually one of the better Rockies. So, 
you can take that whatever you want. You know, you can you can you can think about that what you will. I've never said I like good movies, folks. I just like talking about movies. I, I've never said I'm a good movie connoisseur, connoisseur one bit. I've never put that on myself. I've just said I like talking about movies. I just, I've never said I've admitted I enjoy bad movies. So anyway, let's keep going here. But these barbershop movies always fucking great. Um, and, oh, Arliss. I don't know if y'all remember that TV series. That was a... A decent little TV series out there for a while was uh, starring um, Robert Wool. I don't know if you remember him. He was in the Batman movie, the nineteen eighty nine Batman movie. He was the uh, the reporter. But uh, this was a cool little cool little show. I, I I liked him and I had remembered him from that. And uh, but um, didn't last that long. Didn't last very long at all, to be honest with you. I guess it did. It lasted 1996, 2002, 80 episodes. Longer than I thought. Longer than I thought it lasted. Um, but it was a good little show, basically. Arliss was a... He was the head of a sports agency. And uh, it was kind of like Jerry Maguire before Jerry Maguire. But uh, good little show. Michael Boatman was even in it. He was in an episode of NYPD Blue. We'll leave that alone. Arliss was a great show, though. I did enjoy that show. Uh, we're going to keep going up to a movie called... Head of State, which was actually just on Hulu. You might still be able to get it on there. This was a uh, ever-beloved now, especially, Chris Rock, who actually was running for president and became president in this movie. Uh, Funny, funny, funny movie. I do enjoy this movie. It had Chris Rock, and anything you put Bernie Mac in, I think is definitely worth a watch just to uh just to just for the Bernie Mac memories of how great literally how great of a comedian he was and an actor. He was so goddamn talented. Yes, Bernie Mac was himself in every movie. Guess what? We wanted Bernie Mac to be himself in every movie he was in because we just wanted Bernie Mac no matter how we got Bernie Mac. Bernie Mac was a badass. Um, and I'm definitely rest in peace, Bernie Mac. Fucking God, I just wish the guy had gone to the fucking hospital. We probably still would have had him. Anyway, um, Robin Givens in this movie, who I've uh, who we talked about uh, a couple of months ago when we were talking about Boomerang. But uh, she just chases him the whole movie, and all he goes security, and they come and take her down. It's just a really, 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 really funny movie if you're just kind of looking to. Uh, kind of watch a Chris Rock movie, kind of just mindless. You don't need to sit there and concentrate on anything. Head of State is a very, very good watch. So definitely one worth checking out. Um, I haven't seen this, but I do want to. It's on my list to watch. It's Hollywood Homicide. Um, I don't know what Keith David plays in this. Like I said, I haven't seen it. It's Harrison Ford, though, and Josh Hartnett. I do need to check this one out. I just thought I'd bring it up. I'd see Keith David is in it. Master P is in it. Lou Diamond Phillips is in this. I'm going to check this out tomorrow. Andre 3000 is in this. Dwight Yoakam is in this. My God, we got rap stars, country stars. Gladys Knight without the pips. My God, I got to watch this movie. Isaiah Washington. Holy shit. Another great actor. I mean, great actor. Um, this is one of my I, I definitely need to check this out. I think I'm going to watch this. I'm going to watch this tomorrow, actually. Um, and we're going to keep going up. 
just a little bit more. Uh, Chronicles of Riddick. We already talked kind of about the Riddick series. I don't really need to get into this um, at another time. But again, we get into more voices for Halo 2. He was even in one episode of Grey's Anatomy. The Transporter 2. Haven't seen that one. We're up to 2005. We're going to head into 2006 and 2007. ER, obviously, was a big show. Um, and he was in the TV series. He was in uh, some 2006 and 2007 episodes. Once again, played a pastor. Seems to always play. Seems to as he got older, he seemed to start playing some of the same roles. Uh, he was even in a uh, video. He was Reverend Walters in a video called Forbidden Fruits, and we just keep going and going and going. But uh, played a pastor in this, uh, and then in uh, a few other things, uh, Seventh Heaven. Big TV series. He was in uh, four episodes also. Um, in Transformers, he was the voice of Barricade in the video games. Both of them. Uh, there was Transformers, uh, two, two, two games in 2007. Transformers, a video game, and Transformers Decepticons. He was Barricade in both of those. And we go, kind of since we're talking about the Friday series, kind of a spinoff to that was First Sunday, and he plays a judge in that movie. Um, not, not even kind of a spinoff, a spinoff to that series. Um, franchise was that right there. They were going to Coraline in 2009. And like I said, he was the cat in that movie. Uh, great movie. Be honest, my kids love watching that movie. That's one of their Halloween movies is Coraline. Not even a Halloween movie, just one of their movies. They absolutely love playing or watching. So they do that, that they watch that movie a lot. Not even just at Halloween. Um, 2009, like I said, Princess A was in Princess and the Frog. We played a little, we, um, he gave us a little bit of, a little bit of that right there. And now you guys know this is going to be the, 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 the slight problem for me is we're going to start getting into some new stuff and I'm not really into the new movies and I apologize for this. It is my fault. So as we get up into the, uh, newer stuff, not going to know much of it, but I do know he was in one episode of the Hawaii Five-O series. Um, we kept, as 2012 rolled along, he kept doing voices. He was doing uh, another video game, Sorcerers, 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 I can't say that word tonight, Sorcerers, why do you, why do I sound drunk saying that word, Sorcerers, Sorcerers, uh, it's like judicial. You sound drunk when you say it. The old uh, Dana Carvey joke. Judicial system. Sorcerers. Same thing. Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom video game. Um, and he just... Another video game. He was in Mass Effect 3, which we talked about there. Um, but he just... Yeah, I mean, just this guy is just acting all the fucking time, it seems like. Um, now, there was a TV series that he also did, a miniseries. Another thing with the Bible. Um, it was actually called The Bible. It was 10 episodes, and he was the narrator all throughout of them, throughout all of them. Uh, we go to 2013, once again, lending his voice to a video game for Saints Row, um, Once Upon a Time in Wonderland, voice, Freebirds, voice, Frog Kingdom, voice. You guys see a pattern here? His voice. The, the, the older he was getting, it seems like his voice was more something he wanted to just kind of put out there which I don't blame him for. Now, he was also in a show, a very big show, 
uh, from 2000. He was in from 2012 to 2015. The show lasted 2009 to 2015. It was Community. Uh, this was a pretty big show. Joel Mahale, Donald Glover was in this movie, Chevy Ch- uh, movie TV show. Chevy Chase, Jillian, uh, Jillian Jacobs, Ken Jeong. This was an early thing for Ken Jeong to do. Kind of, I'm not going to say it started his career, but it was an early thing for his career. Also an early early thing for his career for John Oliver. Um, Keith David was Elroy. Uh, Patishnik in this. Um, he was in 13 episodes, like I said, from the, from there. I think I might have. I do have a clip of that. It's only about a minute and a half. Let's go ahead and play a little bit of Community. My name is Elroy Patashnik, and from 2006 to 2009, I was addicted to encouraging white people. All right. <laughs> now there's a man who knows his meatballs. It started as simple survival. The tech industry in the 90s, this face, this voice, they're either going to help you or hold you back. So you tap the gas because, well, why tap the brake? Oh, you know. You know what you're doing. I mean, this man knows exactly what he's doing. I learned the cheat code. White people like encouragement. <laughs> it really doesn't matter what for. Now that's a container for liquid. I never felt like a sellout. I never laughed at anything unfunny, never said anything untrue. The thing is, and this will sound racist, white people are very discouraged. And very discouraging to each other. Sweetie, you're getting meatball juice everywhere but your plate. I think I'm doing better than you are with your asparagus. Oh, now that's the way to handle meatball. <laughs> and look at you, working that asparagus. <laughs> so the day you start telling them, hey, just do what you're doing. I love you. I love you. You feel like a superhero. <laughs> What's the danger? Why'd I stop? No. Same as anything else that makes you feel good. If you don't put a lid on it. Oh, look at these pants. He should keep on wearing, keep on wearing his pants. There's no lid. Oh, that was fucking awesome right there. That was good shit right there. Uh, once again, this guy really is a national fucking treasure that we have to protect at all costs. God damn it. If we ever get attacked, I want someone right over to Keith David's house immediately. If this country ever gets attacked, I want someone there right away. Cover him. National Guard, go directly to Keith David's house, please. Um, but yeah, that's that was great. I've broken the cheat code. I found the cheat code. That was beautiful. That was goddamn beautiful. All right, so we've only got two more clips and a and a few more years of movies to go through here, which we're rolling through again. I I I really didn't want to concentrate on every one. I couldn't have done three hundred and forty seven movies anyway. But uh, let's just keep going here. Now he was in a uh, now here is one show that I have seen from two thousand sixteen. Uh, Person of Interest was a great, great. I mean, a great. TV series if you've never actually seen this it's only five seasons and it's really good you can I believe catch this on Netflix they used to have it Hulu has it you can find it somewhere streaming he's an ex-CIA agent um, Jim Caviezel is an ex-CIA agent in this in this show and um, some wealthy programmer 
played by Michael Emerson. Is uh, his name is Finch in this show, and he basically has the, has this computer that is tied into all the cameras, like the all the cameras in the U.S. and almost sees crimes before they happen. It's a little minority reportish, but not very in that sense only. So it's great though. If you've never checked this out, you really should check this show out. It is worth a watch. He was only in one episode, but the show itself is pretty fucking awesome. Um, great premise to it. And it's just, it's, it, it's shot. Well, uh, just a great little show. Um, I've watched it probably eight or nine times in, in its entirety, just all the way through binge watching. And it's 100% worth a watch. Uh, so if you've never seen Person of Interest, check that out. Yeah, one episode with Keith David, but that's not the point. It's a great show either way. I'm just letting you guys know how wonderful of a show it is. Uh, he was even in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon. Uh, he was a voice for Sal Commander. So there you go with that. He had a couple of things. Adventure Time. This is a show my kids loved when they were younger, my middle one still loves it. My nine-year-old Dylan still loves this show, Adventure Time. He played uh, eight episodes, Flame King. He was the voice. Voice. Man, this guy has done so much fucking voice work. It's absolutely amazing. I and mean, you really got to just, I mean, talk about someone who just doesn't get enough credit. This guy really does not get enough credit. Yeah, hard to say he's underappreciated, but it's almost not an understatement to say he is a little underappreciated. Um, in the acting world, yes, he gets a ton of roles, but I got to tell you, I can't think of one movie where he's the lead role. And I really feel that he should be up there. He's more of a character actor, but my God, is he just an amazing character actor, but obviously more than a character actor. Uh, when it comes to his voice, he is a uh, he is a lead man. And when it comes to his voice, obviously, um, we're gonna go up a little bit, a couple more years here. Uh, we're actually getting up into 2019, and um, Family Guy. He was the jazz documentary uh, narrator in 2020. Um, the Flash. He was in that. NCIS New Orleans. I haven't really watched that, but he would be, he's been in two episodes as the same character, Gene Holloway. Um, he was in the newer MacGyver TV series. He was in the show Blackish. I believe that's the Anthony Anderson show. Great show, from what I've heard. Haven't seen any of it. Um, he was Chief Ironweed in the 420 movie, Mary and Jane. All right, that I appreciate. That I appreciate. Now, we had talked about Greenleaf. Uh, he was in that. That was from 2016 to 2020. He was in 60 episodes as Bishop James Greenleaf in that. And again, that was on the Oprah Winfrey Network. I um, I never seen, obviously, I never seen any of it. But uh, we did talk about it. And he did talk about it a little bit when we were listening to some of the yeah, little videos we were playing earlier. Um, but we keep going up, and like I said, he was just in um, in a bunch of little things uh, as we keep going through 2020. Nothing huge in 2020, but his voice, obviously, Final Space, the cartoon, he was Bolo, his voice, Rick and Morty. Again, I said he played the president in Rick and Morty, and of course, I've got a clip. 
And here it is. You can use that wood to make a chest. Oh, good. Then I can store all this wood I'll need later for chest making. Okay, you're not going to have fun if you analyze everything. This is what they'd rather do? It's all in their transcript. Treats us like Ghostbusters. So Ghostbusters aren't cool now? I don't recall signing that bill. Control freak. All <laughs> this drone strikes to cope with... Insecurity. Should we drone strike them? That would prove him right. And blow him up. Give me the phone. Is this game popular with autistic people? Why would you say something like that? Because I'm starting to love it. Failure to answer is a felony offense? Play it cool. As far as he knows, we're still on the tunnels. <laughs> when should we reveal we can see them? We're holding all the cards right now. We don't show <laughs> any before the time is right. Awesome. Yellow. Hi, guys. U.S. President calling. How's it going? Oh, hey. Just hard at work on this sex tunnel gagu. I think it's kind of our new arch nemesis. It, you know, it might take a while. What do you think, Morty? A month? Fingers crossed a month, yeah. You lying dicks! I see your asses playing Minecraft! I got you on satellite! That's right. What do you have to say? <laughs> you lying dicks! <laughs> Hold on, let me catch my breath. Okay, let's keep going. Okay, obviously this looks bad, Mr. President. I mean, what doesn't look bad through an illegal spy satellite? Don't high road me. The two of you break a thousand federal laws a day. Oh, really? That's pretty cool. And yes, 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 you save the world now and then. And America returns that favor by not holding the two of you accountable to its laws. Oh! oh. So, we were just talking about the show Person Avengers and their illegal spying. And now they're talking about illegal spying. There's some really good tie-ins in this show tonight, guys. Oh, God, we, we didn't know you saw it that way. Well, it's nobody's fault. We never had the talk, so to speak. Yeah, I mean, the way we see it, when we show up, that's the favor to you. Especially, you know, when it turns out you wanted someone to come over just because you found an X-Files monster in your basement. As for the reason you've never, like, <laughs> arrested us, we assumed you just knew that it was impossible. Like, if you tried, <laughs> you know, it wouldn't go well. Wouldn't go well? Can you elaborate? I think one of your thousand laws says, no, I can't elaborate. Just trust me. None of us want to go there. Which we'll never have to. <laughs> By the way, we'll keep on saving the Earth. You know, we're, we're happy to do that. Yeah, but not because it contains America. Because moving to a new version of Earth is a bitch and a half. But feel free to call us, you know, as, as like friends. Yeah, like if you ever want to take a selfie. So, are we cool? Yes. Thank you, gentlemen. I told you, man. I'm impressed, Morty. That went really well. Everybody, get a hold of yourselves. Sir, what is our new Rick and Morty policy? Our policy is we never needed them and never will again. Today, we celebrate our independence from Rick and Morty. Everyone out. Everyone out. That was great. You two dicks. <laughs> Oh, shit, that was great. I could play that again. I won't, but I could. Uh, <laughs> I really could, but I won't. I won't. All right, so we keep going a little bit. Uh, I've actually, believe it or not, never seen Rick and Morty, but that just made me want to watch it just to hear Keith David as the president in all six episodes there. Um, and we keep going up, and we're already up into 2021, guys. We're almost done here. Um, again, he's the narrator for a show called Love Life, which I've never seen. Um, and like I said, when I started looking this up uh, last week, he had 333 credits to his name. I go today, I pull up the IMDb again, 
and they've added 14. There's 347 credits to this guy's name now. So let's just get into what's going to be happening that we may see in 2022, possibly 2023. We'll find out. A movie called Nope. Uh, it says it's in post-production. Another movie called Headshop, where he plays Mr. Monroe. And this actually sounds like a movie I would like, a magical urban tale about a beautiful psychologist from San Francisco who decides to end a stalled romance with her longtime high-profile psychiatrist boyfriend, business partner, she moves on. Doesn't look like a bad movie, actually. Does not look like a bad movie. Uh, let's see, we got Michael Jai White. You got me there already. Um, that's about the only actress actor I know besides Keith David, obviously, in this movie. Uh, don't know many of oh, Marla Gibbs. I definitely remember Marla Gibbs. I used to watch her show 227. 227 is a comedy. Marla Gibbs and her family. God, I used to love that show. Actually, Marla Gibbs and Jack A are, on the, are in this movie. They were both on 227, if I remember correctly. Um, but uh, there you go. Yeah, I used to love that show, 227. I thought that was a great show with Marla Gibbs back then. Um, so... There was that. Uh, in the Shadows is another movie that we're talking about in pro post-production. He plays Dr. Ledger Leonard Bertram. I can't even fucking speak tonight. I apologize, folks. This one looks a little more dark. Uh, this is after a cult mass suicide. Uh, a doctor is contacted by the survivors of the cult. Ooh. To uncover the truth, but that truth could make them the next victim. Ooh, this looks kind of cool. Keith David, Ruth Davidson, um, Ed Lover. Hey, Ed Lover in a movie. He plays himself in that in this little movie here. Um, not many more actors I've ever really heard of, but uh, that is what is another one coming up in 2022. And what else we got here? From scratch, this is going to be a TV miniseries. Um, he's going to play a father in this movie, too. What do we got here? From scratch. Not much about this. There's actually, it just says an American woman falls in love with a Sicilian man while studying abroad in Italy. Uh, doesn't seem good. Gettysburg Dress, he's actually going to be doing the voice of Frederick Douglass in the documentary. Remember me. The Malia Jackson story. He's going to play Ink Williams. Uh, a Miracle Before Christmas is filming. All Fun and Games filming. The Ogilvy Fortune in pre-production. Where are the Cocoa Puffs? Okay, this is announced and he is rumored. Rumored to play Dr. McIntyre. I don't even know what that. Where are the Cocoa Puffs? What is that? No plot yet. No, nothing, it says right now. Rumored are Keith David and Mackenzie Mason for two parts in the movie. But those are obviously just rumors, so we don't really know what's happening there. Um, and the last one here is something called New Warriors, and it's going to be a TV series. It's announced. It's going to play Ernest Vigman, and it doesn't say much about this either. It says the adventures of a team of teenage superheroes. I have a feeling this is probably going to be a cartoon and this is going to be a voice that he is going to be voicing. Um, but uh, there's a, like I said, just 
within a few days, he already had more added to his IMDb. Uh, it doesn't seem like he wants to or is going to stop working any, any time soon. So there you go. Um, I really don't have anything to say. I got one more clip I can play. This is from something called Lottery Ticket Movie, which I f- don't remember mentioning. Uh, could go back and look up where when it was, but why don't we just play it? It's a minute and 16, and it says uh, Keith David Bossman. Here we go. Not Bossman. My name is Keith David, and uh, I play Sweet Tea. You know who I am? Yeah, I heard of you before. He's a loan shark. That's that. I mean, that's that's what he does. You know, he, he, you know, he'll he'll lend you money. Hey, you see, no respect. Oh. But you better pay it back. I'd like you to accept this loan as a token of my friendship. Think of it as a little business loan. Okay, this has to be new. First of all, second of all, uh, if you ever wanted to see Keith David bald in this movie, he doesn't even ask. He says, "Here, take this money. Have a good time." Congratulations on your newfound wealth. It's always a wonderful feeling when you make your first few million. In that handshake contract, I don't say the interest rate. How would you feel if somebody owed you money and couldn't pay you back? I'd probably uh, saw his legs off at the kneecaps and then grind them into hamburger meat. You know, some guys just disappear. Don't know what happened. What happened to that cat? I don't know what happened to that cat. But last time I checked, he didn't pay Sweet Tea his money. You know? <laughs> Lottery ticket. <laughs> Looks like a damn good movie, actually. I'm going to check that one out, too. <laughs> Talking about Keith David has me wanting to check out all these new movies, which is great. That's why I do these shows. And, um, folks, I think that's about it. That is really all I have. On uh, Keith David, gone an hour and a half. I did not expect to do that long. Um, I know we had that little break in the middle with the internet going out, but uh, didn't expect to do that long. But um, this guy just has such an incredible acting career, a voice acting career, production, um, soundtracks. He's even done some soundtracks, like I had said. I didn't get into those. I don't really need to. Some of the soundtracks are really just him singing in movies. Um, like we heard a little while ago, even about the pants. Guys got to wear the pants. Got to wear those pants. Anyway, um, uh, and like I said, multiple nominated for many Emmys, has won a couple of Emmys um, for voice acting, for acting in itself, and um, just an amazing, again, Wednesday night when me and Smark were talking about this, hi, Smark in the chat, I called this guy the workhorse of Hollywood and I 100% after going through this resume, and trust me, I probably barely scratched the surface on some of the movies he's done. 347 credits to this guy's name, including voice acting, TV, movies, everything else that he has done. That is a workhorse, in my opinion. This guy, like I said, doesn't seem to want to or even even consider slowing down. He's got all this stuff already going now, and... um just an incredible actor, incredible voice actor. And uh, like I said, when I called him the workhorse, I was not bullshitting. This guy just seems like it's all he does is fucking work. And yes, Mark, video games. We, were, we had talked about Halo. We had talked about Saints Row um, and many others. But the guy is just 
absolutely amazing. Lends his voice to anything and anybody that wants to, you know, take him on. And uh, I appreciate that. Like I said, I would, uh, I would love to do some voice acting someday, one day. Who knows? Maybe when I get old, I'll do it too. Who knows? But um, this is that, that's all I've got on on Keith David. I think we, uh, I think we definitely kind of hit that, knocked it out. And um, I am going to run through the plugs one more time. And uh, we will go ahead and get on out of here, folks. I appreciate everybody stopping on by and hanging with me through that little uh, little little problem there with the Internet. I don't know what it is in this house. Every now and then the Internet just goes down. So luckily it doesn't happen too much every now and then. But uh, thanks, everybody, for hanging with me during that. And let me go ahead and knock these plugs out one last time. It's the High Marks. It's Cheese Man. It's Mojo. It's G-Wiz. Y'all should be checking them out. Sunday nights, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time, right here, Mixler.com slash Metal Mitt Podcast Network. Definitely be checking those guys out. And, of course, Bobby Anthem, Bobby Blades there, the Inhumans on the Inhuman Experience. Check him out on all the usual podcast platforms, along with Eric, Doug, and Daniel on the Unscripted Wrestling Podcast. Check them out on all the usual podcast platforms. And if you're going to be looking for them on Blog Talk Radio, EUP Network. Everything Unscripted Podcast Network, EUP Network, right there on Blog Talk Radio. Check them out over there. And Stephen Milan, a review in movies himself on Letterboxd, BOXD.com slash Stephen Milan. Double those L's when you type Milan. And definitely be checking him out. And once again, you're going to have me and Smark right back here Wednesday night, right around 10:15 p.m., right after AEW Dynamite comes on. We're coming back. We're talking wrestling. And you can find us right here on Mixler.com slash wrestling outlet. So you will definitely be finding us right there from now on. And uh, that's it, folks. I appreciate everyone stopping by. I appreciate everyone uh, coming on in the chat. And I appreciate everyone who is downloading this show. However you're going to listen to this, it is greatly appreciated. Thank you. And uh, I think we got it. On that note, there you go.